0: Hi guys, salam! I hope you are ready for this week's episode because my guest is none other than the amazing Miss Nina. I'm sure a number of you already know who she is and Miss Nina is actually one of the people whom I I've always been tagged with so many times on social media by some of you guys to, you know, one day collaborate. And every time that happens, I always make a dua that it will one day come true. So when I was thinking about my guest for season two, Miss Nina's name obviously was one of the top of the list. And I gathered all of my courage and reached out to her and Alhamdulillah she said yes. My conversation with Miss Nina is hands down one of my favourites. It felt like I was talking to a soul sister of mine. We spoke about the Quran, we spoke about how important it is in our lives. We spoke about the importance of seeking knowledge, her top three defining moments in her life, her marriage and so many things in between. I promise you that you'll feel full at the end of this episode inshallah. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So, here's my conversation with Miss Nina. Hi, guys. Assalamualaikum. So, I'm here today with none other then what i would refer to her as the internet elder sister miss <laughs> <laughs> nina or um her real name is shazrina azman can i call you nina what should i call you what's the name that i should refer to you as
1: hi assalamualaikum <laughs> you can call me nina it's okay but if you feel like you want to call me Kak Nina, it's it's cool too no problem <laughs>
0: I'm going to call you Nina, okay?
1: Okay, call me Nina.
0: Yeah, because you know why? I have younger sisters. I'm the eldest to three other younger sisters and none of them call me Kak.
1: Oh, subhanAllah.
0: Yeah, they just call me Aida. I don't know why. Right, so it um, wouldn't be
1: right for you to call me Ka. You know
0: what I mean? It's just it's just <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, it's something that I'm not used to. So Nina, thank you so much for agreeing to come into this call, for speaking to me. You wouldn't know it, but I'm super nervous. And you cannot smell me because obviously we're on a Zoom call. But I put on my favorite minya atta for you.
1: <laughs> MashaAllah, sister. <laughs> MashaAllah. <laughs> I feel so and blessed and privileged. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. And prior to our call, I actually just caught up with your um, YouTube live stream yesterday that you did. Mashallah, thank you so much for doing that and for sharing everything that you've learned to your community. It's something that you've done for a long, long time. And I cannot go into this podcast interview without thanking you first because God knows how many sisters you've helped and God knows how many how much I've learned from your sharing on your Instagram and not just that, but like on DOPS TV, um, your work through that, your work through your charity. I mean, it's countless. MashAllah, may Allah continue to give you energy and strength and good health so that you can continue to do the work that you do. Um, Ameen, and I cannot Ameen. wait to see what else you have up on your sleeves.
1: MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Khair Aida. So now it's my turn to to reply to you can. So I just want to say as well that, you know, MashaAllah, I heard about you uh quite a while back and I started watching your videos and mashaAllah, uh-huh. I feel like every time you know you share something, subhanallah, it really opens up my heart and my eyes as well, and I learned something new. And you know, this uh, recent Ramadan is called A plus, right? Yeah, A A plus. Right? And there was a beautiful, beautiful du'a list that you shared. I read that du'a on the day of Arafat. And there was like a moment where I was okay, I was making du'a and then Lama Lama, you know, after a while I was like, Okay, what should I make du'a for? You know, you get those moments and then I get Mm -hmm. this file. From a sister of mine And then I opened it up And I was like Subhanallah, mashallah You know And I read it all the way Until the end And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will reward you And your team For all of the efforts That you've put in To all of that you do Because it is Mashallah, tabarakallah So inspiring And my niece by the way Is your huge fan so, oh, that's so nice. I have tears in my eyes. Alhamdulillah, oh. alhamdulillah. And this alhamdulillah. this is so beautiful because I feel like in the world today, we need to have more love between sisters, between, you know, Muslims, you know, rather than what we see that's happening like a lot online, especially, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. it's beautiful, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah.
0: I cannot wait to tell the girls on AA+, that you actually read our du'a. We actually came together after Fajr. We had a Zoom call. There was like, I think 200 of us and we started reading the du'a together and we just started like ugly crying.
1: Like we just started crying.
0: I think because our heart was, we really missed our Rob and I guess the day of Arafah is a blessed day and we just, There wasn't a dry pair of eyes.
1: MashaAllah. Made those tears weigh heavy on your scales on the Day of Judgment. Ameen, ameen. And I felt that, Uh, like, those words were really from the heart. So, alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. So, Nina, I don't know where to start because obviously you've lived... And may Allah allow you to continue living such a rich and colorful life.
1: I mean, Um, I mean.
0: (laughs) So, I want to know what have you been busy with? What have you been up to?
1: So, Alhamdulillah, I have been quite busy this past few months with my Ta'lim al Quran diploma program. It takes up, Mm. Alhamdulillah, a lot of my time, uh, pretty much most of my days. And I've also been busy working on, and inshallah, a upcoming Islamic app. It's called Kolbi. Inshallah. Oh, I've seen it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we've been quite active on social media, just kind of letting people know what we're about, doing a lot of da'wah. And right now we're in the stage of uh, testing the app. It's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it is an Islamic app and because it's got to do with the Quran, there's a lot of checking, a lot of going back and forth to do just to make sure because it's like a huge amana. Any mistake, sure. it's on us. So, yeah, it's, it's going to take some time, but inshallah, it will be there. So, yeah, I've got the app. And I've been busy preparing presentations for my live sessions.
0: Inshallah, yeah.
1: My producer, she was like, Nina, you have to do something. You have to get on YouTube. And I was like, okay, so... <laughs> Me being me, like they had to show me how to use the system OBS And I had to learn a lot of new things And there you go, Alhamdulillah Because I I realized reaching the age of 40 Although I don't feel like I'm 40 Alhamdulillah, inshallah (laughs) Inshallah I I feel like there's no time to waste Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the times, you know, shaitan will come and, you know, give whispers And say, oh no, it's okay, you can do it tomorrow, you can do it tomorrow Or he'll come and say like, who are you to share? You know, like, who are you to give this da'wah? For a while, I, I was quite quiet. You know, I I didn't do much for, for a while. But alhamdulillah, I think with the support of my family and my friends, you know, they really motivated me to actually go out and do something and actually make... Use of my time more and use the platform mm. that I have as well. So, alhamdulillah, sure. it's been good, but whatever that I'm doing will hopefully grow into different things as well. So, yeah.
0: I mean, alhamdulillah. I mean, yeah. I love how you said like you went quiet for a while, but I really don't think so. I felt like even though you may appear that you were quiet, you were actually really busy seeking knowledge. And I felt that that was very important for you to have that moment where you were increasing your ilm so that you can... It's like you filling up your heart mm-hmm. in order for you to give back, which is exactly what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you've been busy doing the YouTube live streams, right? I think you, you've done four, mashallah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, just four.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. I love how like you always inculcate the Quran in your sharings. And I feel like we have gone so far away from the Quran, it has become the book that we just leave at the top of our shelf and we don't open it. Whereas that is like one of the biggest gifts that Allah has given us all and yet we we don't tap into that gift. Mm -hmm. I cannot find any words to say like how badly we need it, how much we have to come back to falling in love with the Quran because Mm -hmm. subhanAllah, I think one or two years ago, I made the intention to study the quran because my grandmother was the quran teacher Ma Allah. may allah grant her the highest level of jannah
1: Ameen, um, ya when
0: she was at the last few years of her life she had um alzheimer's so she couldn't really remember anything but subhanallah the quran never left her sight. like she forgot the name of her children she forgot that her husband has passed away a long time ago she forgot her grandchildren. But she never forgot the ayah of the Quran.
1: Oh, subhanAllah. My my skin is like, (laughs) wow, mashallah. And my
0: mom was telling me, Aida, look, this is exactly what Allah has promised. If you do not forget the Quran, the Quran will never forget you. Mm -hmm. And the Quran will intercede for you in the day of judgment, right? And I think her passing really shook me. Mm. And I promised myself, you know what, I, I really don't care about all this like social media stuff When I turn 40 or 45 I want to teach Quran for free I want to be like my grandma
1: mashallah. I told my husband that <laughs> That's, that's going to be my aim I'm so excited <laughs> I mean, I mean, mashallah And I think you're already doing it, right? But in your own unique way Okay, so then you know? that's when
0: I realized Okay, Aida, you don't know nothing about the Quran Your recitation is to gang to Bali You don't have Tajreed um, Let alone Tafsir Which is why I think like, I don't know how people get bored because there's literally so many things to learn. Mm -hmm. And this is where you come into the picture, Nina. Because every time I see you share stuff, I'm like, okay, look, you need to acquaint yourself with sisters like this. No matter how busy they are, always have time for seeking knowledge. Mm -hmm. So this comes to my question, which is a bit selfish. (laughs) But I want to know, Nina, how do you keep this thirst of seeking knowledge alive, how do you balance it?
1: SubhanAllah, that's a really good question. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just kind of leading in from what you were saying, that Allah will grant your grandmother genital firdaus and inshallah, you'll be reunited with your loved ones there as well. I mean, mean. so yeah, you know, seeking knowledge has always been, you know, I've never been a very studious person at all. Like in college, like I... (laughs) I don't know, I guess I wasn't interested too much with what I was learning. But Mm -hmm. that's the thing. When I started learning the Quran, it was just so amazing. Like, I had no idea this is what my rab is trying to tell me. Like, this is what he wants me to do. And this is what he's prepared for us, inshallah, later in Jannah. And this is where, you know, my loved ones go, you know, after they die. Like, so much Mm -hmm. information that, just shook me right shook my Mm -hmm. heart it made my skin shiver and I think when I experience these moments I just feel like okay I need to keep studying so that I can feel them again and so Mm -hmm. that I can improve myself you know I think one of the biggest triggers was definitely when my brother passed away in 2007 when he passed away it was you know a huge wake-up call for me to not waste my time and to actually start really practicing Islam and to pray Mm -hmm. and to start reading Qur'an, you know, from zero to inshallah, hero, not yet, but inshallah. (laughs) On the way, on the way. (laughs) Um, But I think remembering about the reality of this life, it makes me strive to keep on connecting with the Qur'an, to keep on learning. And I still feel like I don't know much and I feel like I need to keep on learning and learning and learning mm. because sometimes the knowledge that we we take in, like the knowledge that I take in, sometimes it doesn't stay. You know, that's mm. why we always have to make dua, Ya Allah, I pray that this knowledge that I have will benefit myself. I'll benefit from it mm. and I can benefit others with it. And at the same time, retain it for me, right? Mm. It's like Arabic, it's learning Arabic. You, you learn and if you don't practice it goes in and it comes out
0: for sure
1: so it's scary so yeah the motivation is definitely knowing the reality of this life it is the desire my desire to want to go to jannah because when i realize that this life is actually just a split moment as compared to mm-hmm. the eternal life i'm like okay so happiness in this life versus eternal bliss happiness in accurate and i'm like i'm gonna choose Akira. the other one yeah <laughs> the other one i always think to myself like imagine the most happiest time you've ever had in this dunya. i always think about that it only lasts maybe for a second maybe for five minutes who knows but it doesn't last at all and i'm thinking mm. okay if i can feel like that and even more in Jannah, which is probably the case then, yeah. Why not, right? Why not? And the way to get there is through the Quran and is through beneficial knowledge. And there's a hadith that talks about how, I can't remember it exactly, but Prophet Muhammad SAW said <laughs> that whoever travels a path to seek beneficial knowledge, Allah will make the path to Jannah easier for him. Yeah. So that's the goal. Yes. You know, like eyes on the prize, heart on the prize. And uh, I think as I got older as well, I I realized, like, you know what? I don't have much time to waste. But Mm. there's a dua specifically for people who reach 40 years old to actually say, Mm. right? Uh, But of course, before you reach 40, you can say it as well, right? So it's in uh, Surah number 46, verse number 15. And I'll just read the English. And we have enjoined upon man to his parents good treatment. His mother carried him with hardship and gave birth to him with hardship, and his gestation and weaning period is 30 months. He grows until when he reaches maturity and reaches the age of 40 years. He says, "'My Lord, enable me to be grateful for your favor which you have bestowed upon me and upon my parents, and to work righteousness of which you will approve, and make righteous for me my offspring.' Indeed, I have mm. repented to you, and indeed I am of the Muslims. And this is the same verse, and that is the actual dua. Subhanallah.
0: SubhanAllah.
1: So it's specifically for the 40-year-old people. <laughs> the same. I love it. Yeah. It's a reflection. It's like by this time, when you reach 40, you should have already known your purpose. And mm. be good to your parents. It talks about the older generation. It takes, mm-hmm. talks about your generation and then the younger mm-hmm. generation as well. It's all encompassing, kan? Yes, it is, subhanAllah. So this is a beautiful dua that actually all of us can start practicing, inshallah.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Nina. And you know what they say, like Allah is always very purposeful. Like everything that he shares in the Quran, everything that he do has a purpose. So the fact that he kind of like highlighted the age forty. Yeah, it's not random it's like there's a reason for that and this is why I'm also excited to turn 40
1: I mean I mean
0: <laughs> I mean I can't wait to join the 4 series that's what my mom says the 4 series 4 know. series group yep I think the part where you shared about your late brother passing it kind of like segway into the next question that I wanted to ask you um, I wanted to ask you, what are your like three most defining moments in your life? And I guess one of that is when your brother passed away, right? Yes. Ya Allah grant him the highest level of Jannah, inshallah. I mean,
1: I mean. So, so, yeah.
0: What are the other two?
1: So the first definitely was when my brother passed. And, you know, like Allah is so subtle. He's al-Latif in the way that he plans our lives. And, you know, through calamities, actually they bring us closer to Allah. And so it is a big blessing as well. You know, alhamdulillah. So the second, I think, highlight of my life, I would call them aha moments, mm-hmm. was probably when I got married. Oh. Actually, there's three more moments. So can I add in one more? <laughs> of course. You can have 10 moments. No. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> so yeah, getting married was quite a defining moment for me because I actually pretty much gave up on looking for... The right guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at the age of, like, 30, I was like, nah, I ain't gonna get married. There's no, like, good guy out there for me and then, the next thing you know, I met my husband, and then here we are today. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. So, it was definitely a big blessing because he was very key when it came to my practicing Islam again. Helping me to pray five times a day, asking me to wear the hijab. You know, just a lot of um, things. And because, you know, he's the kind of guy that's always like, Alhamdulillah, like, oh, you look so beautiful in your hijab. Uh, you know, even though, I, even though I'm like, no... And then, um, so it's really encouraging to have a partner that's actually very supportive. So he Mm -hmm, helped me with my my hitra. So that was quite defining. Then the next one was definitely my hajj in 2013. That was, I think, the pinnacle of my transformation. And just completely life-changing, subhanAllah, especially on the day of Arafah. Oh, that day, subhanAllah, is such a magnificent day. I can just remember standing out there and seeing everybody in ihram, And it's like sunset. The sky is so beautiful. The spirituality was so high. And everybody was making doa, making taubah, crying. And I never experienced that ever in my life. Of course, this is my mm-hmm. first time. And then I saw how people were crying out to him and making taubah. I didn't know how to make tawubah before that. I really Mm. didn't know. And Alhamdulillah, by observing everyone, I thought to myself, okay, this is what I need to do as well. I need to call Mm. out to Allah. I need to cry to Him. I need to admit that I am just a slave and I am nobody without Him. And Mm. subhanAllah, break the ego. And that was very defining for me, to break the ego, to not care about what people say, but to care about what Allah says. It's a journey so nice. for a lot of us. And I think just to get to that place is such a blessing, alhamdulillah. So yeah, coming back from Hajj, Allah softened my heart and he guided me to continuing to wear the hijab, to seek knowledge. I was like, okay, I'm not coming back from Hajj and I'm not going to be like, you know, on stage doing the whole Miznina thing, right? <laughs> it's a bit hard. So I cancelled pretty much Everything, All my uh-huh. shows, all my DVDs, concerts. And I decided like, okay, now I need to just go back to Allah. I need to start studying. I've wasted almost like, what, 30 years of my life doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's a reflection of, you know, we don't know how long we have left in this life. So how mm-hmm. much time do I have to learn the Quran? Like, I didn't even know Alif Bata. So I was like, okay, I need to start from zero, ground zero. And it just kept on going. How young were you when you went to Hajj? Um, I was uh, 33. Oh my God. Yeah, Can you make no eye? I, I go to Hajj at
0: 33.
1: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and you know what? 33 kind of is the age that inshallah we will all be when we're in Jannah. In right? Jannah. Like 33 yeah. forever. Inshallah. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: my God. That's beautiful. I love how Allah just beautifully plan for your life like you say, he is the subtle right and that's why they say like you will only attain freedom when you completely surrender to the plans of Allah mm-hmm. and every time I have a conversation and I hear about people's life story it reaffirms over and over again how like perfectly Allah plans everybody's life so it helps me remember that when I'm worried about something or when I'm anxious about something, I know that, oh my God, Aida, Allah has taken care of you since the second you are in your mother's womb, all the way till now, what makes you think he won't Mm -hmm. take care of you anymore? You know?
1: SubhanAllah.
0: Thank you for sharing your story, Chris. That's like a reaffirmation for me that Allah is always there. Like you said, you always say this in your live stream, Allah's handhold that you should never let go of. His handhold, like grip firmly to Allah's handhold, inshallah.
1: Inshallah.
0: I wanted to ask if you have your own version of the cave of Hira. So, you know how, like, Rasulullah would as- retreat and just spend time with his Lord and, you know, reflect and do contemplation, how do you do it? Um, How do you retreat from the noise of this world, especially being a really known figure?
1: Wow, subhanAllah, that's such a good question because that's exactly what I need to do. (laughs) It is, ever since COVID, I think, I'm sure like, you know, for most of us, we spend a lot of time online. Mm -hmm. And when we spend a lot of time online, I don't get to connect with Allah as much as I would like to, to be in that Mm -hmm. space, in that zone where I'm just so close to Him, you know. Mm -hmm. But when I get the opportunities to do that, it's usually just wherever I am. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not confirmed that you'll have that moment of just pure connection and khushuq where you just break down and you have that heartfelt moment. There are moments mm-hmm. and sometimes there aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's just life. We tend to get so busy with our everyday thing. But I do really love my private time when I'm at home. If my husband's not there, you know, and I can just pray by myself in my bedroom usually. And usually my quiet time would be uh, during tahajjud. I really love praying to Allah during tahajjud i find that it gives me so much peace and calm Mm -hmm. and if i skip it then i just feel like something's not right Mm -hmm. Um, but there are days definitely where i just like you know i wake up late and all that but having that morning routine just before fajr i think it's really important for i think it's for all of us right to have that mm-hmm. quiet time with Allah, whether it's by myself or with my husband. And I think being able to pray, let's say tahajjud or, you know, pray with, with your spouse, I think is a very beautiful thing to have. Mm-hmm. And such a huge blessing too, because I feel like that's when the mawadda comes, love comes, you know, the sakina yeah. comes. And it really is special. So, yeah, it's usually at home. I mean, we can't really go anywhere else <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but the timing, I think, is important. Sometimes during midday as well, like Doha timing, or during Zuhr, I will have that little like moment where I feel so connected with Allah, and there's a lot of barakah during those times. So. Yeah. Yeah, but inshallah, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us those moments all the time, you know, when Rameen. we can have really that heartfelt connection with Him. And I pray that it will be like Rameen. every time we make salah, you know, inshallah. I mean,
0: <laughs> but I love how real you kept it. You said that there will be times where you just don't feel that khushu. But I think what we need to remember is that Allah sees our effort. So the fact that we even showed up and stood on that prayer mat counts for a lot.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Mm -hmm. although obviously the ideal scenario is to feel that connection 100% all the time, but even moments where we don't, you know, like don't despair. Like it just means there are things that we need to recheck in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the next time where you get to feel those moments again you'll be a lot more grateful that oh my god alhamdulillah i felt it again
1: Mm -hmm. so so thank you for
0: keeping it real yeah i mean (laughs) a lot of people think like oh miss nina confirm hari-hari she have khushu in her prayers i mean you know that kind of thing oh i i I really hope so mashallah i mean i mean (laughs) (laughs) but the fact is that um we all struggle right Mm -hmm. as long as we put in the effort like Nina just did made a dua for it. Inshallah, Allah will give it to you Ameen. when He thinks it's Ameen. best for you. I mean,
1: Aida, that's a really good point that you mentioned, and it's really motivating for me as well. That it's the effort, you know, Subhanallah. It's not really the end result, but yeah. just because we don't feel it, it doesn't mean we give up. It means we just keep exactly. on going. Yeah,
0: Inshallah. Yeah. Because this is what Allah teaches me. Like. Actually, a lot of things make sense in Islam. Like Islam is just a really logical way of life. Mm-hmm. If you go to your boss and tell your boss, oh, but look at my efforts. Can't you appreciate my efforts? Your boss is like, no, I want to see results. But Allah is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. He just want to see you try. That's all he wants you to do. MashaAllah. So, yeah. I mean,
1: um,
0: I also wanted to ask you this question. So, obviously, like a lot of people go to you Like follow your telegram, watch your YouTube live stream. um, And you're obviously a huge source of da'wah, right? But then I wanted to ask, because it's a bit challenging for a lot of us. How do you do da'wah to your loved ones and to your family? Okay, let me tell you a story for context. My sisters, bless bless all of them. (laughs) When their friends know that their sister is me, like, oh my god, your sister is Aida Azlin. Oh my god, but why are you like that? Okay. <laughs> and they'll just roll their eyes whenever like... When we're in the public and people say, Oh, Aida, thank you so much for the work that you do. And they'll just like roll their eyes. But they keep me grounded. I love mm-hmm. having them because they keep me grounded. They, they don't give me the time of the day. <laughs> the thing that I've realised is... And I'm sure it's not just for me. It's really hard to do that while with your family. Because they know who you are. Mm-hmm. So any advice... Or what have you learned from your own personal experience or even from your teachers?
1: So, yeah, siblings will be siblings, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They're there to remind us again, like, who we really are. (laughs) Yeah. Because they know it's, like, inside out. Uh, exactly. SubhanAllah But yeah, you're right It's definitely uh, a challenge to do da'wah to family and loved ones Because we don't want to hurt their feelings the most mm-hmm. Because we love mm-hmm. them so much But at the mm-hmm. same time, we really want to give them the da'wah Because we love them so much It's exactly. like, mom, dad, I want to give you all of this <laughs> right? It's like, I want to, but I just have to pull it back and especially with elderly people i think it's important mm. for us to really respect them to be mm. kind to them and not mm. to point out don't do the halal and haram thing you know mm. i did that before and it didn't work out <laughs> <It> didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, so especially i'm being the youngest yeah
0: oh you are i'm the sure. youngest
1: so it's kind of hard to say stuff and they'll take you seriously in a way. Yeah. Unless they yeah. ask you. So, like, with my mm-hmm. family, I don't make it a point to go and just give them that was straight up. Even when we have dinner, you know, I'm just there as the daughter. And only if they ask questions or they're, like, curious about something, then I'll say something about it. But mm-hmm. other else than that, I, I will try my best to just keep it cool. <laughs> but if I do see something or, or I, I just want to share something, if it's really important, then I'll say it. But... I think actions also speak louder than words. For sure. With family. Because I feel like the more I work on myself, the more I try to improve myself rather than trying to change other people around me, Mm -mm. then subhanAllah, Allah's plan is just the best plan. Things just start Mm -hmm. working out. You know, you start seeing things that you were like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on right now? There's a certain positive change that's happening or maybe there's a certain thing that you try to explain and then they didn't get it, but suddenly they got it, you know? Yeah. And this is for me as well. Like, I have my family doing da'awa to me as well, you know? So some days I'm just like, no, I'm not listening to you. (laughs) But other days, you know, because of the way that they are, I see what they're doing then I actually learn from them Mm -hmm. so I think it's more on our attitude the way that we are with our family our behavior our akhlaq as well that really would probably make a bigger impact as compared to us just saying that
0: saying it out yeah Yeah,
1: I mean it's probably different from every for every family Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so
0: you mentioned a very important point You said that unless they asked, that is a very important point that a lot of us forget because we just like, you know, because of our enthusiasm, because of our like eagerness, you know, you feel like, oh, I really wish that they could taste just a tiny bit of this sweetness that I'm tasting because of the faith. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that everything is in Allah's time, right? And what makes us think that Allah could guide us? What makes us think that Allah cannot guide your closest ones and your family members and I feel like what you shared also really highlights the importance that doing da'wah to your family is a long game Mm -hmm. like you said sometimes it will just hit you out of nowhere right Mm -hmm. so it's really actually a test of our patience and our sincerity when it comes to doing da'wah with our loved ones because it's not in your time it's in Allah's time when the thingy wants to hit their heart (laughs) yes
1: so cute (laughs) I love that yeah I don't really know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i understand the so, thingy. so cute okay but yeah it's so true it's like truly a test of patience and this is not just for family it's also like friends and just the people you love right but inshallah may allah continue to guide us all together I mean, to the straight path i mean inshallah
0: i mean inshallah. Yeah. i want to talk about you and your husband i hope that's not off limits that's okay inshallah <laughs> first let's start with how long have you guys been married
1: so we've been married like nine years now
0: so i don't know so my husband and i have been married seven years and throughout these seven years there has been like topsy-turvy you know you learn a lot obviously Mm -hmm. um sometimes you love each other sometimes you just want to kill each other yeah (laughs) you know it's just parts and parcel of marriage but I feel like I have a confession to make. I've never really quite shared this with anyone. I just, but I don't know why. Like, suddenly Allah wants me to share this with you. Mm-hmm. It has come to a point where I'm so comfortable with my life of just being me and my husband. Like, because we have no children, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yesterday, there was this Somalian brother that came to fix our windows. And he was really nice. When he found out that we were Muslims, he, he just saw my husband first, actually. So he started asking my husband, like, oh, where are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm from Morocco. Oh, assalamu alaikum. Because I think he assumed that we we're Muslim. And then when he saw me and he's like, oh, like your wife's here. Like, how long have you guys been married? And we were like, oh, we've been married seven years. And then he was like, so
1: where are the children? Oh, you know? no. That's the big question. <laughs> that's always the question.
0: <laughs> I know. Obviously, our natural response was just to love. You know, my husband always answers it like, Allah knows best. Mm -hmm. In Allah's time, he knows this. But I have to say that sometimes I feel bad for being content that we do not have children. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes if I were to admit this, people would just think like, what is she saying? Like, how can you say such a thing? Mm -hmm. This whole like children thing, it's has gone like through such a process because first I really wanted it, made dua for it, and then didn't get it. Obviously, we tried and we tried and we tried. It's not like we didn't try. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, there's just some sort of like peace and contentment that falls into my heart. Yeah. My husband keeps reminding me this that You know, Allah has a plan for everyone. And perhaps children might not be in our plan and you have to be okay with that. Because if you say you're a believer, you have to be okay with that. You should be more than okay with that because you should be grateful that Allah plans your life. Because maybe perhaps we might be bad parents, Mm -hmm. Allah Mm -hmm. alam. Mm -hmm. You know, and he was telling me that if we have children, we cannot do the work that we do. You cannot help all these sisters that you're helping if you had children. Mm Mm-hmm. And perhaps this is just not the path for you. SubhanAllah. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Honestly, this is like a weight lifted off my shoulder.
1: <laughs> because it's, yeah, you're giving a confession. You're recognizing and you're letting it out. So, And I think exactly. that we can relate on so many levels because I'm also in that path. You know, my husband and I have been married for, what, nine years? And uh, we don't have children yet. And so, yeah, I think like you, I've, we've gone through quite a process of, again, going up, going down, wanting, and then it's okay. But wanting again, you know, yes, trying exactly. again, you know. Exactly. Uh, it's a process, definitely. It gets
0: better, Alhamdulillah. Of course, like when you hear pregnancy news and stuff like that, you're happy for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you also question, like, that just means Allah has other plans for me. And this is a point that you drive home quite a few times. Mm -hmm. You always say like, we don't know how much time we have. This is another thing that helps me like be okay with this whole like one thing kids, not one thing kids. This whole process because at the end of the day, we only have this finite amount of time in this Mm dunya. And for every second I worry or I fall in despair of not having kids. I steal a moment for myself that I can actually serve or Mm -hmm. that I can actually seek knowledge or that I can actually get closer to Allah.
1: I appreciate you sharing this with me subhanallah because uh, it's so true like for example for me there were moments of course where I did despair and it's only natural because when you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, okay, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? And then you're not. And then people coming up to you and, and ask you, so where are the kids? Where are the kids, right? And it's a constant thing, especially when you meet with family members. Oh, so God, yes. I've come up with an answer usually when people ask okay. me, Allah knows best, please make dua for me, please make dua for yeah. me. You know? The thing is sometimes people may may make it seem like as if that just because you don't have children, they kasian with you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Right? And like oh, why
0: you kasian for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alhamdulillah, yeah, Allah why? has
1: given me rescue. <laughs> yes. Uh Subhanallah, like, uh in fact life with kids and without kids, there's pros and cons. And there's always blessings behind everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm always kinda like, okay, just make dua. I think myself and my husband are at a point now uh, because I've reached 40 already and we're like okay let's just keep trying. I mean before this it was like okay let's give up for a while. <laughs> you know it's <laughs> it's stages you know but I internally like in my heart I've always kept on making dua.
0: Making dua. You know I mm-hmm. never
1: gave up. It was always inside my heart but Allah knows better than we do what we want what we truly want. I can Mm -hmm. say I want to have kids, you know, but Allah knows truly whether that is a sincere du'a, you know, and I pray Mm -hmm. that all our du'as are sincere as well, you know. But I have to say throughout my whole journey of trying to have kids, the one thing that really grounded me is the Qur'an because subhanAllah, that is the biggest blessing anyone can have as compared to having kids or a spouse, wealth, success, It's the Qur'an because one day, again, we're not going to be here. And Mm -hmm. the only things that we can take with us is our iman, our Our deeds. deeds. And the three things that will benefit us after we go is the charity that goes on, the beneficial knowledge that's passed on, and inshallah, children that will make dua for you. So... Yeah. Quran really grounded me. Uh, It didn't make me despair too much. It didn't make me think like, okay, when I was studying Quran and doing my tafsir, it took my thoughts away from what Mm. I don't have, Mm. you know? And then it keeps reminding me about being grateful and about looking at what I have already, you know? Alhamdulillah, I have... Uh, my family i have my husband i have you know the chance to study quran you know i have beautiful friends around me and alhamdulillah that's such a huge blessing so it's okay you know many times in the quran allah also says that wealth and children are a test for us big test mm-hmm. for us whether if these blessings are used in his way then it is good for us but mm-hmm. it could go the other way as well everything's a test so Beautiful.
0: i love how like it came back to the quran we started talking about the quran and like the conversation has come full circle ending with the quran
1: Mashallah. but i
0: want to share with you something that i just recently learned from my ustaza maybe you already know about this mm-hmm. but my ustaza was saying that when allah specifically speaks to women in the quran he always starts with do not be sad mm-hmm. do not despair because Allah created us, so He knows that women um, have this emotional sensitivity that men do not have. So whenever He He speaks to like people in general, Ya ayuhanas, you know, mm-hmm. it is not the same as when He speaks only to women in the Quran. Like when He speaks to Maryam AS mm-hmm. or when He speaks to the mother of Prophet Musa AS, mm-hmm. He starts with, do not be sad.
1: Mashallah. So I just
0: felt like, Oh my god, like, so every time we are in despair, we're sad, like you said, go back to the Quran. The Quran grounds you because the Quran is from Allah. And like my ustazah said, if you take the Quran as a healing, it heals every state of brokenness that Mm -hmm. you can have. Mm -mm, SubhanAllah,
1: that is a beautiful reminder. So do not despair, ever, ever, inshallah. Inshallah. (gasps) Okay, rapid fire questions oh okay rapid fire so the first thing that I think about right yes okay bismillah okay.
0: bismillah what was your recently searched question on google
1: oh, oh my god I don't remember <laughs> you don't remember I don't remember <laughs> I think I was searching uh, something to do with a medication I can't remember the name okay. like what is the benefit okay. of <laughs> something something
0: okay yeah who did you last text you oh me <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, the last app that you opened?
1: Uh, Telegram.
0: Oh, yeah, because you have a Telegram group, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, join Miss Nina's Telegram group. Yes. The last book you read?
1: Completed or not completed? Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. Okay, uh, Ustaz Mizi Wahid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are loved.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, his new book. Okay. Mashallah. The last gift you
0: received? The
1: last gift I received was Cake. Oh yeah, that's
0: nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last class that you took, Tafsir, Tafsir of Quran. Mm-hmm. What what surah was this?
1: We came to the end of Surah Yasin and oh nice. Yeah, we started Surah As uh, saffat So nice. It's such powerful reminders today. So Mashallah, Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Okay, the last time you laughed till you cried.
1: Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> 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 yeah laughed like cried it was probably with my husband and we were probably laughing over something really silly that the only two uh-huh. of us would laugh at it but yeah but it was a while <laughs> ago though <laughs>
0: okay the last place you traveled to
1: oh JB does that oh, consider I'm... traveling
0: yeah of course okay. I JB yeah JB we yeah. went to Desaru
1: beach so oh, alhamdulillah nice. yeah it was nice
0: alhamdulillah okay last one
1: come on <laughs> You're like so pumped. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go
0: <laughs> Okay, the last thing you cooked that was an ultimate disaster
1: Oh, okay This is a long story But I'm going to keep it short am masak kunyit Okay So okay. I, I have this new machine I don't know if you'll put this in but Oh, is it Thermomix? Yes, it is <laughs> Do you have Thermomix? <laughs> I wish I had it oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so Thermal Mix uh, they don't have ayam masak kunyit punya recipe but okay. I thought, let's just try it, right? <laughs> and it didn't it totally didn't work out. I think ayam masak kunyit, you have to do it the traditional way By because hand. it's like yeah, yeah and goreng and all that kind. So yeah, Ayam masak kunyit was a complete disaster. But alhamdulillah, <laughs> we still ate it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: believe this is such an unexpected answer. I yeah. am oh now I'm craving for some man. ayam masak kunyit.
1: Do you cook a lot? Like
0: uh, No, I cook nothing because my husband cooks every day.
1: MashaAllah, uh, what a blessing yeah. that is.
0: I know, right? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I feel like at one point, I think it was COVID that like kind of like started it. We just realized that oh my god, Aida, you really suck at cooking and I really suck at cleaning. So I'm gonna cook and you clean. Like there there was a very efficient division of labor in our mm. household. We just do what we love. Like, my husband has a very particular way of how he prepares his food. So I'm like, if you have your own style, why don't you just cook? Because I'm really not fussy. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's fussy, but he just knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And I have a very particular way of cleaning. Like, I like things to be organized. And he just like, as men, they just, okay, inshallah, <laughs> just throw everything around. So I'm like, let me take care of that for, for us. So mm-hmm. we have never been happier.
1: Mashallah. He goes and
0: buy groceries, he cooks, he meal prep <laughs> MashaAllah, so good I just cleaned, yeah, <laughs> Alhamdulillah There was one part of time where I actually started taking photos of the dishes that I was cleaning What he loves to do is when he cleans, he just, I mean when he cooks, he uses literally every pot and pan in the kitchen Okay <laughs> I don't, so, so don't know why So and then I was like, I started complaining like, oh, why can't you just use one pan to cook everything? And then I realised, Ya Allah Aida, like you truly, you're so ungrateful. Like here you have a husband that cooks for you. So I started actually documenting like the, the pots and pans that I had to wash every day. And I made it into a collage. Oh, and I wow. said, Alhamdulillah. That you have a husband that cooks. Alhamdulillah, you have dirty dishes to clean. Cause some people don't
1: even have food.
0: Mashallah. Alhamdulillah for this moment, yeah. And
1: that's yeah. that's awesome. Mashallah. So you did you really make a collage? Yeah, I'll show you. Wow, that was you know what's so interesting. Uh, I was just having a conversation with my husband as well, and he was talking about mm-hmm. the concept of gratitude and he yeah. was telling me that and i feel this way as well there are times when we feel ungrateful when we're actually ungrateful and he reminded me that when we get those times we have to remind ourselves about the blessings we already have and just say alhamdulillah mm-hmm. and he actually yeah. said i want to make start making collages or i want to start putting you know reminders up just to tell oh, you mashallah. to be grateful um mashallah. yeah and just to remember like you know your rabb you know, and how much yeah. he's given you. And we haven't done that yet. So should totally do we should it. do it, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, can I share with you something? Yes, please. My was saying that when we say Alhamdulillah in this dunya, it's really us just practicing to be people of Jannah because the people of Jannah just say Alhamdulillah all the time.
1: MashaAllah. I love that. <laughs> I know, right? She was saying,
0: Aida, every time you say Alhamdulillah, remember you're practicing to be an inhabitant of Jannah. Mashallah. So I'm like, alhamdulillah,
1: alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. <laughs> good one. Good one. That's a good quote. So yeah, just remember when you say alhamdulillah, you're practicing to be the people of Jannah. And it rhymes. I love it. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Okay. So Nina, thank you so much for having this conversation. It felt like talking to a long-lost friend. Mm-hmm. I felt really, really at home talking to you. I hope that this conversation, that as much as it has been beneficial and enjoyable for me. I hope it was the same for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Alhamdulillah. I just
0: wanted to like kind of like wrap everything up by asking you to maybe answer this one question. Last question, I promise. Okay. So if you had the entire attention of the entire world for a minute, what would you say?
1: Whoa, that's heavy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a heavy question. The entire world and all eyes on me. Every yes. person, young, old, doesn't matter which yes. religion.
0: Doesn't matter.
1: If I was given that opportunity, I would definitely say to everyone to return to Allah, to remember Allah, to get close to Him, and to keep on striving to become a better version of yourself. And I will make a dua that inshallah all of us will be in Jannah together, Jannah the Firdaus together, inshallah, ameen. Amen. Um. That's not a minute though. I think that's the gist of the message. That's a huge thing. SubhanAllah. But I pray that it will happen inshallah.
0: I mean. I mean, I mean. It puts things in perspective, right? Like what is the priority in our lives Mm -hmm. that when push comes to shove, that's the most important thing. Our faith, our relationship with Allah.
1: It is. It is. yeah, Yeah, subhanAllah. And if I could add in as well is to try to leave, you know, all the ...big sins and all the bad stuff behind and just push forward towards the good, inshallah. Yeah. Ameen. I Ameen. Okay. So, Alhamdulillah. Thank just say khair, Sister Aida, mashallah, I really feel like I'm talking to my sister. And you, mashallah, you, you just have this way of just making me feel really comfortable... And, you know, I learned so much from you as well. It's a lot of reflection, a lot of, I think, heartfelt sharing as well. And um, yeah, I pray that, you know, each and every thing that you do, whether it's podcasts, whether it's videos, whether it's writing and everything that you do, that Allah will reward you and he will lift you. Uh, in your ranks with him for yourself and I mean. your family as well, inshallah. I, mean. I mean, And to you
0: the same. I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, I mean, So, with that really beautiful du'a that Nina just shared, I pray the same and more for every single one of you listening. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this conversation. With that, I'll see you in the next one, inshallah Assalamu alaikum.
1: Wa salam warahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and have taken away a new idea, have gotten a new perspective or some gems of wisdom, inshallah. If you'd like to hear more from me, I also write my Tuesday love letters and I'd love for you to join us. To subscribe for free, just head on over to AidaAzlin.com, enter your email address, and that's it. The following Tuesday, inshallah, you'll receive a love letter sent straight to your inbox. And with that, I'll see you in the next episode, inshallah. Till then, please do take care. Bye!